Hello and welcome to the Creative Mind Podcast, where we're going to be discussing mental health and art and how these are linked and how they can help and hinder one another. I'm your host, Tom Craven. As I've been told by several friends, I should really start with my own story. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. That's why it's going to be a solo podcast and much shorter than the episodes that will be coming up with guests. The reason I wanted to do this podcast was to break down any obstacles that stopped us from talking about mental health and to take away the stigma of mental health in general. So my journey really started when I was probably about eight or nine years old. And I remember being in school and thinking, if I don't wake up in the morning, that is fine. And I was very okay with this. I had come to terms with this fact. And it wasn't that I want to actively try and kill myself. It was that I was very okay not waking up because I didn't want to feel the way I felt. And I think this is true of most people who are suicidal, that it's not a case of they want to die. It's the fact that we just want to not feel the way they feel in that current moment. Luckily for me, the one thing that kept me fairly safe was that I always focused on how final death was and that there was really no coming back from it. So once you've made that decision, unfortunately, there is no way back. I was bullied all the way through education from primary school to high school, college and into university. I think the main problem that I have with any educational setting is you're not there because you're a group of like-minded people who are actually going to get on because you're very similar. You just happen to live close enough to a place that that's what the school that you've gone to or the college. It is slightly different at university, but it's not like you're put with people who have the same interests as you. You are just put in a dorm with a group of people who only interest that is similar to yourself is that they went to university. I think this leads to an issue that we don't really recognize as one is that you don't have to be friends with everyone in every educational setting. It's okay to just be civil, but not have to be the best of friends. And I think when you're in primary or high school, so ages from four to 16, that you think you have to get your best friends and friends for life. And it's really not true. I've grown apart from everyone that I went to school with. And that's not a bad thing. That is entirely normal because the only thing that really tied us together was location. It wasn't the fact that we had the same interests. In school, I was usually bullied either for the moles on my face or my hair. My hair, I didn't really mind so much because that was my decision to have my hair long and have it curly. But the moles really bugged me because it was something I couldn't change. It still bugs me now, so much so that I still look up about getting them removed, whether it's surgically or otherwise. So the comments that were made from people from such a young age has stayed with me for the last 15, 20 years. I went to an all-boys school and I can remember being in a history class where a few of the boys were mocking me for my hair and I just got fed up with it and at the end of the lesson I went to the teacher and said that the boys were teasing me because of my hair and the reply that I got from the teacher was, well, cut your hair then. That's not a response to people bullying, that's not the correct way to respond. The head teacher actually had such an issue with people having long hair that he said if it was below collar length that you had to have it cut. And if you didn't, you would have a lunchtime detention for every lunchtime it was over that length. What he didn't realize is that 
I didn't mind having a lunchtime detention because it was now winter and I wanted to stay indoors anyway. And also it meant that I was away from other pupils not having to be bullied. So it was perfect for me just having to sit in a classroom and eat my lunch. I can remember one of the pupils in PE, I had just come back from having my third open heart surgery and he said to me, I hope your heart gives up on you and you die. He said that right in front of my face, quiet enough that no one else would hear him and smirked and walked away. I told him this recently and he said that he, he couldn't remember ever saying anything like that. But it shows that he could forget the little comments that he's made that have stuck with me for the last 15 years. While in high school, I went to see the school counsellor because I sent my head of year a video from the System of Down song, Lonely Day, where it's just a very depressing song. And they advised that I went to the school counsellor. I went to them a few times discussing the issues that I was having with bullies, but nothing ever came of it and nothing really ever changed. I have very few memories of my childhood. This is due to disassociation, um, which causes a lot of memory loss. Disassociation is very similar to being zoning out of a scenario that you're in. And it's usually your brain's defense mechanism when it's under stress. So a lot of the memories I have as a child are quite negative. This has led to a lot of anxiety and depression throughout my life. And I can't remember a time before this. I remember in high school that I decided that I wanted to take my own life and that I was going to when I got home. And I was thinking about it all day of how I was going to go about it and what I was going to do. And then as I was about to get the bus home, I realized I didn't have any bus money and I hadn't actually made the first bus. So the first bus, it got so crammed that a lot of people would bunk on the bus and get on for free. But because I had missed this, what couldn't use that opportunity to get on the bus for free, I then decided to walk home, which takes about 40 minutes to get home. And in that time, I got so exhausted. By the time I got home, I just fell asleep. And by the time I woke up, I'd forgotten that I had even planned this. Then we fast forward to 2018, where I go and see a therapist for the first time. Even though I've acknowledged to myself that I have struggled with my mental health throughout my life, I have never really done anything about it until this point. I saw a therapist for 10 weeks, and at the end of the 10 weeks, we agreed that I should be coming back the following year because it was right at the end of the year that I had finished them. So that I was going to come back in 2019 to do more therapy to go on to stage three. The type of therapy I was doing was CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. This is where you're trying to create healthier behavior. So it leads to healthier thought patterns. This worked to an extent for me because I realized that a lot of my depression revolved around thinking that I was useless and that was no good. But by being able to see that there was certain things that I was completing and being able to get done now, that I actually felt like there was a purpose in life for the first time. Even just small things like being able to tidy my bedroom or put a wash load on. Well, you may be wondering what this all has to do with art. Well, for me in 2011, I picked up my first DSLR camera. And I went out and took photos every single day. And the piece that came with it was just addictive. For me, a person who has always been an overthinker and a very anxious and very depressive person most of my life, just being able to focus on taking pictures and being able to create something was amazing. Up until this point, I had always thought I wasn't artistic because 
I always compared myself to my brother, who is an amazing artist, as a drawer, a painter, a camera operator, an editor, and all the rest of it. When you think of creative, you would think of my brother. Whereas for me, because I couldn't draw, I assumed, therefore, I am not artistic. And when I picked up a camera, I realized how wrong this was, that actually I can be artistic in this way. The process of taking and editing photos puts me at such peace and I can just forget about anything else that's going on in my head for that time. This is why I continued to post photos and videos on social media, because I hope I can inspire just one person to pick up a camera and be at peace. This is where I have issues with social media because I get into doom scrolling a lot where you're just continually scrolling and just never seeing anything great and you're comparing yourself to everyone else's work and going, oh, my life isn't like that. What I find is I come away from looking at social media and feeling incredibly negative about it. So for me, I've had to put practices in place, meaning that I do not go on social media for any length of time because I will get into comparing and despairing. I think social media can be great and it can be great to uplift one another and be able to support one another. But at the same time, we need to acknowledge that there is an issue of just comparing ourselves to the fake lives that people post on there. Photography has allowed me to process things and then express myself as well, which I couldn't do with any other creative outlet. And photography has definitely saved me on several occasions when I have felt at my very lowest but I have, for whatever reason, gone and picked up a camera and just gone out and shot whatever it is. I've come to realize how important it is to acknowledge mental health and to take away the stigma of not talking about it. We didn't talk about mental health at all, and I think that has created issues, not just for myself, but for many people out there. What I've also realized is that I think everyone is actually creative in one way or another. It's just being able to find the medium that is right for you, whether that's going to be drawing, photography, music, creating content, marketing campaigns, whatever it is, all types of creatives that I think we sometimes don't acknowledge that they are a creative outlet. Even things like camping, I think can be very creative in the way you have to solve problems. If you have taken anything from this podcast, please consider subscribing or following the Creative Minds podcast. Please remember in future episodes, there will be guests where we'll be discussing much more length than this. See you next week.